welcome to my library. I hope everyone is doing well. Is everyone ready for Halloween this year? I can't believe it's on Monday and that we're almost in November and getting ready for the holiday season. I love this time of year, so I'm really excited for it. I used to not like the holiday season. It would make me sad and I would feel lonely during Thanksgiving and Christmas time. But now that I'm older, I've worked hard on making this time of year a happy one filled with happy memories, but I do miss my family a lot. But something exciting um, is that we are going to a Halloween party for like our Bible study group, and we all have to dress up as Bible characters or like Christian people. I was thinking Will and I could be maybe Samson and Delilah because Will has long hair and I think that would be funny but I might actually be a lion and like brush out my curly hair to make it you know fluffy like a lion's mane and then just wear like tan um I don't know we'll see we we still have to get some stuff for it but yeah I've actually never been to a Halloween party before I would always go trick-or-treating with my family because my sister is a lot younger than me and I didn't have very many friends, but I stopped going up to houses and like asking for candy when I was like 15 or 16. That's probably a little too old, but I don't know. I felt like I had no other option and plus like I wanted candy, so yeah, but anyways, I'm looking forward to the party. I'm also glad that we are making some new friends and that we're finding our people. It's been nice and I really like this group of people that we have. It makes everything worth it and I actually look forward to seeing them, which is good. Um, making friends in your 20s is really hard, especially ones who are in the same time of life as you, like married but no kids or... I don't know some of our friends do have kids but they're like babies but I still feel like we're in the same frame of life um and so it's just nice to go through life with other married couples who kind of know what it's like um but yeah enough about me let's move on to what I'm currently reading I'm currently reading The Hawthorne Legacy by Jennifer Lynn Barnes this is the second book in the Inheritance Games trilogy. These books are super popular. They're, the premise is similar to the movie Knives Out, if you've seen that. But this billionaire, Nathaniel Hawthorne, he dies and he leaves everything to this girl who doesn't know him. And she and the Hawthorne's grandsons are trying to figure out why he chose her and it leads them to a bunch of like puzzles and riddles that they have to figure out and yeah it's crazy like the big mansion that they live in has like secret tunnels and it has like false walls and like trick drawers in every room and just like all this stuff and they're just trying to figure out why Hawthorne chose Avery when Avery was just this random girl that he didn't know but yeah it's really good um it's definitely like a fun time you just get to go on a bunch of 
little hunts and mystery chases and I like it a lot. I am definitely going to read the the last book as soon as I finish the second one. But okay, it's that time again. It is time for the monthly wrap up. I read six books or seven including this one, but I feel like I won't be able to finish it by Monday. So six books. I still, I feel like I still read a lot this month. I read three books that were more than 500 pages. So like this month, I read over 3,000 pages. So I feel like I still read a ton, even though I only read six books. But the three books, three of those books were the last three in like a 10 book series. But Anyway, okay, so these are the books I read in October. The first one I read was Fuel the Fire by Krista and Becca Ritchie. This was the third to last book in the Addicted slash Callaway Sisters series. This was the last book in Rose and Connor's perspective, and I really enjoyed this one. I love this couple a lot. Rose and Connor, they're very intellectual people, and they... And I just love, like, the banter that they have between each other. Um, But just a refresher, the Addicted series is about Lily and Lo. Lauren is his full name. Um, But Lauren is an alcoholic, and Lily is addicted to sex. They grew up together. They are kids of very wealthy families. Lily's father owns a soda company. And Lowe's father owns a company that makes anything for babies like cribs, diapers, formula, all of that stuff. And since they grew up being best friends, they decided in high school to fake date each other to cover for each other's addictions and hide from their families. Lily has three sisters and Lowe is an only child. They are deep in their addictions and they kind of hit a scary low and so they decide in college they decide to try dating for real and to get a hold of their addictions thinking that they could keep themselves under control but then two guys Connor and Reich kind of insert themselves into their lives because they notice that there's a problem Connor was tutoring Lily for college classes that she was failing and then Reich was just just kind of popped in um and they start noticing this problem so they're trying to help Connor starts dating Lily's older sister Rose so then the books go on about their recovery and the drama of their lives and then the spin-off is about Lily's sisters there's Poppy Rose Lily and Daisy Poppy doesn't get a book though, so it's just the three younger ones. Rose and Daisy both get two books in their perspective, and then there is a huge epilogue novel with all six characters' perspectives, and it gives you the reading order in the beginning of all of the books, and it'll tell you, like, we suggest, if you haven't read this book, we suggest you read that one first, or whatever, so anyways... But yeah, okay, so then, yeah, so then I read Fuel Fire by 
with Rose and Connor, and then I read Long Way Down with Daisy and Reich's last book. Um, I sobbed reading this. I cried so much and so hard, like openly sobbed. It was so sad. They got, they just, these authors get you attached to these characters and then they just don't go easy on them. And especially Daisy and Reich, they've had it so hard, but it was so good. Five stars. And then I read Some Kind of Perfect, and this was, like I said earlier, the, the epilogue novel. It was like 700 pages, so it took me a good bit to get through. And it time jumps, but it made sense. Like, okay, so at the beginning of a chapter, it would say, Lily Calloway, June 2023, and then the chapter. And then the next chapter would be Rose Calloway, December 2023. And, but it made sense, and you get to see them grow up and get their happy ending, which they rightfully deserved. If you have read this series, please talk to me about them. I love these books more than anything. I would sell my soul to read these for the first time again. It was so good. I'm so glad I read them. Okay, then I read Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I've been trying to get through all of her books because I love Taylor Jenkins Reid so much, but I have read four of her books now, and every one of them has been five stars. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was one of my favorite books ever. It's in my top ten. I've read After I Do, and it's in my favorite books of 2022 bookshelf on Goodreads, and same with Malibu Rising. Um, But Daisy Jones and the Six is about a band in the late 70s. Daisy Jones was a girl who grew up outside of Hollywood and had dreams of getting on her own and creating music and just kind of being away from her parents. Her home life wasn't very good. She started dating singers, and eventually she was pushed to sign with a record label by her friend who had similar dreams as her. And then there was The Six, which was a band led by Billy Doon and his brother. They were from different parts of the Midwest, and when they started getting more popular and was signed to a label, they took themselves out west and became big stars. This book is, I'm so sorry for the cat noises, you guys. I, I don't know how to make it stop. These, so this book is told in like an interviewer style, like they are answering questions from an unknown interviewer, and so it would be read like a script. The person who is speaking, it would be their name, and then what they would say, like how you would read a script in a play or something which I know isn't for everyone, and I know that that was, like, some people's biggest, like, quarries with the books, with the book, but I found it really unique, and it was very creative and interesting to, like, read from that kind of way, and I thought that it, like, it made them seem like a real band that existed in real life, and I don't know, it was just cool, like this huge band being interviewed years and years later talking about their glory days and how they kind of remembered it and how it would differ from different people who like went through the same thing but saw different things, you know? So anyways, I did give this one five stars, obviously. And then 
I read Redeemed by Lauren Asher. This was the fourth and final book in the Dirty Air series um, with the F1 racing scene boys. But this one was about Santiago and Chloe. Santiago, this book, like, okay, so he's at the height of his career. He is won, like, the world championship in F1 racing with his teammate Noah, who Noah was the love interest in the first book. But then a tragedy happened that sent Santi into, like, three years in hiding, and he was just plagued with depression and grief of his old life, and he just didn't have, like, a will to try anymore. Um, And then this girl breaks into his house on accident, and then they have to start, like, fake dating. And then there's Chloe, who grew up in and out of foster care. Her mom wasn't a good mother. Um, She was trying to, like, distance herself from her mom, but couldn't quite do it. Um, And then one year for her birthday, her best friend gets her a DNA kit, and she takes it, and she gets a match to her father in Italy. So she leaves New York, goes to Italy to find her father, and instead of going to her father's home, she snuck through the neighbor's backyard and ended up in a fake dating relationship with the grumpy old troll that lives there. And so Santi and Chloe, they start fake dating, they start kind of battling their demons together. Um, And then they find out that there's really more to life than what they both thought. And they kind of help each other break away from their old, toxic, bad, like, bad omen, you know, selves. And then into what they could be. And she kind of helps Santi get back out there. Um, But yeah, I love the way Lauren Asher writes her books. I love how there's a cute amazing romance with great characters and like let me just say that there's nothing better than these men that are written by women but there's definitely a reason that romances like this dominate the market but Asher also writes flaws into her characters she writes tragedies stuff that they have to battle and get over and it's not like oh this person saved me it's more like this person helped me realize like what I'm doing wrong and they just make life happier with them being in it and now I know like that there's more to life than what I previously thought was there was you know but yeah they they take care of each other and help them help themselves if that makes sense which I think is something I really appreciate so this book was five stars I loved this one and I'm sad that these, that this series is over, but we just got the cover reveal for Final Offer, which is the third book in Lauren Asher's other series, Dreamland Billionaires. So I'm really excited for that book to come out next year. Um, and then I read Vow of Thieves, which is the second in the Dance of Thieves duology. This was such a good ending to the story. I felt like like half of the book, I was just kind of waiting for something more to happen. Like there was these, all these revelations that 
were like kind of confusing in the first book and then you're like oh now it all makes sense and you're like oh my gosh wow 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 but then you're just kind of like kept like okay like wow and then it ends kind of quickly I felt like like it was just a simple ending but then I felt like oh it was so good because of the anticipation it just kept building and then you're finally feel like it's gonna break but then it doesn't and you're like oh when's it gonna happen but yeah I don't know how I felt about it but like I feel like I've sat with it for a couple days so I feel like I I really liked it actually and I don't know maybe I was just distracted reading it and so all of the anticipation and stuff I was just like oh let's just get to the point because I wasn't being patient but anyways yeah I did really enjoy it um I am trying to finish all of the like series that I have so that's why I read so many um but yeah um I'm calling this November no series November because (laughs) I want to finish all of the series that I have um but the premise for this I'll say the first book obviously because the second book that'd be spoiler um but Jace is the leader of his family's empire he his father died and it was just passed to him um the other kingdoms that surround his think of them as outlaws who don't deserve the right to rule whereas Jace and his kingdom claim themselves to be the first kingdom of the new world. So, a bit of conflict going on. And then there's Kazi, Kazima, Kazimaza, um, sh- who was a former street thief, and now she's like a high-standing officer, soldier for the queen in the nearby queendom. And she has been sent to investigate attacks on the new settlements that surround Jace's kingdom. But then Jace and Kazi get kind of swept up into an unexpected chaos that like kind of flips their beliefs upside down as they start to fall in love with each other. And but they're not supposed to because they're the enemy. Um, And it's such a good like enemies to lovers faded destiny love kind of um it's really good and the second one it did have me on my toes because it was so like the anticipation was real but I honestly had no clue what was going to happen next it like I got surprised every time a new thing was mentioned I was like oh my gosh wow that's crazy like I did not expect that at all but yeah it was so good Um, But yeah, that is all I read this month. It was pretty good. I don't... I know I didn't read anything I said I was going to last month. But I am such a mood reader. If I don't feel like reading a book and I force myself to, I, I won't like it as much. So I try to read things that I'm like mentally prepared for. Like, oh, I want to read... I feel like I could handle a sad book. Let me read the sad book that I know will make me cry. Or like, oh, I kind of feel like in the mood for a fantasy book, so I'll read that. Or, oh, I kind of feel like a fluffy, cute romance. Let me read that. So, 
yeah, I mean, it all depends pretty much. But I am trying to read things that, like, I'm trying to plan out my reads a little better to help with, like, my podcasts and stuff like that. So I'm trying to trying to change a little bit, but also trying to keep myself happy and stuff. But anyways, I want to read some pretty sad books next month, so I better get stocked up on some tissues. I feel like I'm in the mood for some sad books. But anyways, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Um, keep like liking, following, sharing on Spotify. I really appreciate it. Um, I have a pretty good following, and that makes me really happy. Just, you know, I just make these silly little podcasts, but... I'm glad to be able to talk about books and stuff. So yeah, thanks for coming to my library, everyone. I will see you next week. Bye.